0: everybody this is the chocolate news podcast i'm john alexander reese
1: and i'm morgan angelique owens
0: and if you didn't know the cincinnati herald has been around since 1955 and is the leading african-american-owned newspaper in the greater cincinnati area and northern kentucky area today we have with us our digital correspondent andrea carter how's it going andrea
2: fine john how are you
0: i'm doing fantastic so andrea what's the chocolate news of the week
2: Well, I think the most exciting thing that we have going on this week is the Bearcats are going to be playing against Alabama in the Cotton Bowl for the semi playoffs, And I think that is fantastic. I can't believe the Bearcats are even going up against Alabama. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm quite surprised because I knew, you know, UC was good, but I didn't think they'd be this good.
2: I think they're the first team in a while to do this. I mean, the first Bearcat team in a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, everyone has been disappointed for so long, um, you know, with the Bearcats. I mean, even when I attended UC before I switched schools because I wanted something different. I'm, I've always been a Bearcat fan. You know, I've been, it's been undercover because, you know, it, they, they have been a little disappointing over the years, especially the football team. Basketball team, fantastic. Football team. It's been a long time coming, and this year they have knocked it out of the park. I mean, playing against Notre Dame, um, you know, just being unbeaten all season, the fact that they're coming out as number four, even though ESPN, the college football reps, they, one guy was saying they shouldn't have even been two or three because they had a fantastic season, but they ended up as four. You know, this is, is history-making. For the Bearcats, and, I mean, it's just fantastic. I I can't speak enough of it. I'm very excited. I will be watching that game.
0: They're the first non-Power 5 conference team ever in the college football playoffs. So that's quite the accomplishment.
2: Well, I mean, and, and I think just think how long the power teams have held on to the top spots to play in the playoffs. I mean, it basically... It's been a disservice to fans, but also has been a service to fans because just think of what the teams had to do to elevate their playing to get there. So for once we have a top spot, I mean, you you just had to, you know, think greater than what you have been doing and what the Bearcats have done in the past on the football field has been eh, okay, and they've (laughs) come close but never this close before. And I know a lot of people are going, oh, my God, it's Alabama. We have to play Alabama. Why can't we play somebody else? But you know what? You can't grow if you don't go against the top dog. And if they take down Alabama and or if they come within a few points of Alabama, I ain't mad at them. You know, that just gives us hope for next year. So you know, I'm very excited and very pleased, and I just can't wait for that December 31st game. I will be watching.
0: Yeah, I know. Even though I'm not the biggest football fan, I will also be watching too. And I'm just so proud of the Bearcats because you know, I think it was last season that went nine and zero because um, it was like a it was like a short season because of COVID.
2: Oh yeah, I I think that we. We are seeing the beginnings of what's been a long time coming in terms of getting the top athletes to come to UC, getting the coaches to elevate and not just accept. And, you know, I, I think we're, we're coming into our own um, on the football field. The basketball, the basketball teams have made a name for themselves for the longest time. And it's just now starting to get everything else to come and meet that qual- that high level of playing. And I think it's fantastic.
0: Exactly. Another good thing to come with uh, the University of Cincinnati Bearcats is that their coach, Luke Fickle, was named National Coach of the Year on Tuesday. So that is also fantastic.
2: I, I, I'm, I ain't mad at him. He has done something that no one else has been able to do with the Bearcats. And, you know, I admire a coach who ignored the odds and just said we're going to do this and instilled that into the minds and made his players believers that that they are champions and they could do this I mean that takes a lot of mental agility to get players to think that way and be that way and gain the confidence not just off the field but on the field and to be able to show that and I think that um you've seen the players grow over time. And, you know, from the, play, the players of the past, the players now, you just see that mindset, how that growth has occurred, how the college has believed in it. And everyone has just said, we're going to do this. And they're doing it. I don't think any Bearcat fan is, is um, really thinking any negative thoughts right now. And I think Sickle, is like I'm I'm sure he's overrun with flowers and chocolate boxes and chocolate Santas and anything else that anyone can give him to say oh my god congratulations so
0: yeah that's great now do you think Fickle's gonna leave after this season because wasn't there rumors that he was supposed to go to Notre Dame I know another coach went to Notre Dame but do you think he's gonna leave like immediately because we've seen that before like like coaches like move on to like a bigger team do you think he's going to leave anytime soon
2: no I I I think he's going to make his mark here you know he can he's turning the Bearcats into a top five team and I think next year his goal is probably going to be making a number two team you know number shoot for number one and see where we fall but as long as we stay in the top five or whatever we're going to be a top tier team that we're going to have we're going to be a name I mean, people Duke, Michigan, Alabama, Iowa, those names are synonymous with football. And I think finally the Bearcats will start to get that recognition as a football team, but also a football name. And I think he's going to grow that brand and be that. And I think think he's going to stay around for a while unless someone can just offer him something high in the sky that you just can't say no to. I think he's going to stick around for a while. Really, because I think he's going to be able to write his own ticket here than anywhere else.
0: I didn't go to UC, but still being living in Cincinnati and like having all this uh, national press and everything for a college football program, it does make you excited.
2: Oh yeah, it does. I'm, I'm, I'm. I mean, as someone who I've always supported the Bearcats, I always believed in the Bearcats. Um, I'm not a big Ohio State fan. I know my family might. Other relatives will shoot me because I'm not the the Ohio State fan. But, you know, I do watch the game. But, you know, I've always been a Bearcat fan. There's just been something about I always liked the underdog. And I always saw the Bearcats as an underdog. And now the underdog is becoming a top dog. And I'm just like, I'm going to continue my alliance with them because I believe in in them and I think they're going to go all the way. And I think Sickle's going to do it. I think he he's gonna he's gonna make them an award-winning team, um, you know, for years to come.
0: And moving on to the uh, another story, the Emmett Till investigation has been officially closed by the D.L.G. and there are no new charges. Andrew, what are your thoughts on this um, sad story?
2: I think it's sad because everyone suspected the woman lied. She won't admit that she lied. The family knows that she lied, but you know we can't prove it. And I think at this point, it's sort of sad to think that another, a young black man lost his life over what somebody said without any evidence. And he was beaten and killed. And, you know, I thought it was brave as his mother to show his body on the, you know, open up the casket to show everyone what was done to him. Um, There are historical markers, which to this day are being shot at by passerbys every once in a while, which is a shame um, that people think ill of it. You know, because if you have done wrong, you need to live up to it and admit it and admit that the outcome of that wrong does impact people's lives. But just accept it and then say, okay, this happened. This is our history. There are a lot of people out there who don't want to admit, you know, what was wrong was wrong. Some people believe it was okay. I'm sure there's a lot of people who who want to go back to that time period. And I would just say that when people lie, there has been enough cases in modern time that have been reversed of men accused of doing something and then proven that they didn't do it. I, I think it's sad. We all know that racism Um, the intensity of racism has caused a lot of men to lose their lives or lose a a large amount of life because they've been in jail. And I think it's kind of sad to think so many wrongs have occurred. Um, Emmett Till is one of them. But I, I think in the end, in a long time, we have an America who half believe in what is right. And you have a half who believe that white is right. And so we're sitting on a precipice in this country of which way are we going to go? What do you believe in the most? You got a guy who wants to be president again for the morally wrong reasons to destroy this democracy so he can be in power. And there are people who want to believe in that crap. And then there are those who are in power now who are trying to do right. I think we we have a long way to go as a, as a country. Of how do we survive this? How do we survive this effort to destroy what is known? Now they don't want to admit history. They don't want to be blamed for what they've did in the past. And you know what? They fear what our reaction will be if they lose power. What the reaction is going to be? And I'm like, what if there's no reaction? What if there is, you know what, you did wrong, admit it, move on, we're going to get our own. Don't worry about whatever. There's so many people who want to hang on to what they feel is correct, that they're in the process of losing their power in many different ways. And the ramifications of it, we don't know what the impact's going to be of this time period. The impact from Emmett Till spurred a community who fought for civil rights, who fought for freedom, who fought for justice. And we're still fighting for justice today. And I just don't know, you know, what, where do we go from here? You know, because unfortunately, the black community understands what happened in the past can be repeated again. And at the same time, we also know how to pivot and how to um, stand our ground as things continue to try to change. So I only, I only have high hopes for us. And I have hopes for this country that, that we can move past this and become a stronger and better country than what we have been in the past.
0: I certainly hope so, because I think a lot of folks just think the whole Emmett Till thing, it just happened a long, long time ago. But it was just about maybe 60, 65 years ago. That was not a long time ago. My mind is blown when people think like the fifties and sixties were just such a long time ago and that race relations that, you know, just a thing of the past. And it's like, it's just as bad as ever, in my opinion, It's, it's, it's just really sad that people just, just like to pretend like it was just such a long time ago, like the 19th or 18th century, which also wasn't that long ago either. You know, I think people forget that the United States is a young country compared to like all the other countries in the world our history is relatively like new history. So, you know, we're, yeah. st- we're still dealing with all these race problems and we're going to be dealing with them for, you know, years and decades and probably, and maybe probably centuries to come. So it's a problem. And I just hope that people don't forget about the case of Emmett Till.
2: As this new generation comes up, we have a lot more people who live in a diverse world and who are more accepting then there are those who don't like diversity and would prefer to just you know keep things a certain way, but you know what the uh, the history of man has proven that the more diverse you are, the better off you are. but you know what? we forgot to mention one thing
0: oh, what is that about
2: well, you know the SWAT championship game's coming up too
0: oh that's right
2: you know what I totally you know what? I totally forgot to mention when we are talking about the Bearcats. We forgot about Jackson State and Deion Sanders.
0: That's right. That's and what right. he
2: has done for, you know, Jackson State, he's turned them into an award-winning football team. They are now going to go on to the Swap championship game. It it, it They're going to play in Atlanta, I believe. And they are going to, um, I think that game, is going to be over Christmas or new around New Year's? I
0: think I believe they're going to play uh, SC State. That's it, and it's going to be on Saturday, December eighteenth at noon.
2: I I, I think it's going to be exciting. I think we have something to look forward to. The Jackson State fans or youth fans have something to look forward to um, for the creme de la creme football season for them. And then for the Bearcats playing against Alabama at the end of the, you know, on December 31st, I think we're in for a world of good football for the next, you know, two weekends to come. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, that's it for the news section of this episode. So we'll switch it over to Morgan Angelique Owens, where she'll enlighten us with some beauty, lifestyle, and culture. So take it away, Morgan.
1: All right. Well, thank you, John. Well, this week I am super, super excited to be talking with the ladies of Her HerMD. Um, I have Rachel and Donna with me. And if you guys follow me on Instagram, you guys um, read my blog. I've even talked about it on the podcast before. I am always down for some luxury self-care. And that's exactly what I call getting treatments like Botox, um, laser hair removal, um, new procedures that people might not know about that we'll get into, fillers, I mean, all that good stuff. I am here for it, honey, and I'm definitely here for minority women getting these treatments, and it's not taboo. We're going to break down some myths, so I just want to welcome Rachel and Donna to the podcast. Hello, ladies.
3: Hi. Thanks, Morgan. Thanks for having
1: us. Yes. So you ladies work at her MD, which I, I absolutely love. One because it's a woman-owned business, but second of all, it's a minority owned women business. So can you guys briefly introduce yourself and just uh, tell us how long you know you've been with her MD and why?
3: Hi, I am Donna Abdel Noor. I am a nurse practitioner. I have been with her MD since the uh, creation since day one. I do gynecologic care, women's health half the time, then the aesthetic injector the other half of the time.
4: So my name is Rachel Fisher-Munoz. I'm a family nurse practitioner, and I've been with D since we opened our Kentucky location at the end of April. Um, but I've been doing this stuff for years. I've just been with the RMD family. I'm so happy to be there. I love empowering women and love the group of women that I get to work with. It's amazing.
1: Yes, thank you. So, and for people who don't aren't familiar with her MD, um, either Donna or Rachel, do you just want to briefly explain what all you guys do at uh, both locations?
4: I'll let the OG take care of that one.
1: <laughs> yes.
3: Okay. Yeah. Uh, we are all about women's health, inside and out. Uh, on the women's health medical side, we specialize in gynecology, menopause, sexual health. And then on the medical spa side, we specialize in aesthetic injections, fillers, the neuromodulators, the lasers, the um, quo, the uh, facials, and the chemical peels. We pretty much do it all under one roof.
1: I love it, I love it. And I've uh, recently had the opportunity to start getting some treatments there starting back in October starting with, oh my goodness, my journey to laser hair removal. So just a little uh, backstory for all the listeners. Um, I have been interested in laser hair removal for a couple of years now, because I mean, you know, anytime that us women can save shaving, I mean, sign me up, right? So I went somewhere and I was actually told I could not get it done because of my skin, uh, the pigment in my skin. It wouldn't, um, one, take, but two, it could, it could damage my skin. So I thought that was really, you know, disheartening. And I even posted a question on Facebook recently about, you know, would you get laser hair done? Um, and a lot of, a lot of minority women had commented that they were turned away with Um, trying laser hair. So I was super excited to learn that her MD had a laser for me. So I don't know, Rachel, since you are my um, fairy laser mother, um, helping me through my journey, do you want to just um, talk about that a little bit, about uh, laser hair and like the laser you guys have over there?
4: Yeah, definitely. So we have a laser that is suitable for all skin types. So we definitely have two different hand pieces depending on your skin type on um, the Fitzgerald um, scale, then we would, we or Fitzpatrick scale, I'm sorry, and then we would decide which laser we'd use. Um, so again, you're a little darker skin type, so am I. And this laser is safe to use as long as you have dark hair. Obviously we're cautious with any laser so we don't wanna cause any damage to the skin. Um, but technology has come a long way and there's different wavelengths and a lot of science behind the lasers, but now there are different wavelengths that can target darker skin types um because usually it's attracted to melanin so right there's more melanin and darker skin types so we don't want it to be attracted to the surface of the skin because we're really targeting that you know the root the hair follicle um and that's why i think probably in the past there's been those myths that you can't treat treat darker skin types because that was was true early on in lasers but now as science has evolved there are lasers that can target um, and do laser hair removal for darker skin types. So it's very safe, very effective. Obviously we're very cautious with any skin type, but yeah, we have both lasers. They both are very effective, um, pretty painless. I think Morgan, you would, you would say. Um, so yeah, I think everybody yeah. would love to save time in the shower and not have to shave. So it's a great treatment for anyone.
3: Yeah, I you know, laser hair is one of those things that I, I didn't think I would ever care about. I'm like, eh, I have to shave. It takes me two minutes, it's not a big deal. Right. But actually not having to shave is very liberating.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right yeah.
3: You're right. You're right. But both of you like all not all lasers are created equally. So you have to make sure that the
1: one that you're using is is safe for all skin types. Right. No, I definitely agree with you, Donna. Before I was like, Yeah, yeah, I can just shave or, you know, use nair or whatever. But I think when you get older, like any like life hack. Like, sign me up. I don't care if it saves right. me five minutes. Like, I will take it. Like, I am tired of shaving every other day and having to worry about that. So I totally agree, totally. But, you know, a lot of people do, do it for
3: folliculitis and for, you know, for other issues too, for ingrown hairs right. and infection. So for them, it's really important. But just right. for those right. of us who just don't feel like doing it, it's
1: actually really great too. Right, right. First world mm-hmm. problems, but I'll take it.
4: right. <laughs> And it's actually used a lot for people on the stadium on unwanted facial hair. That's very common in women, especially with hormonal changes. And that can be life-changing.
1: No, that's Um, true. To not
4: have to worry about plucking and shaving your face every day and just, you know, trying to hide that. That can really be life-changing for someone who's in that situation and just has some unwanted hair that's on their face. Because it's very normal in women. It's just not talked about much.
1: No, that's a great point. You know, anything to help you know, boost that confidence, that self-esteem, you know, feeling self-conscious about, you know, a certain, you know, area, you know, going into that power meeting and I have to worry about are people, you know, looking at my chin hair or people looking at this or that. So that's very important as well. Totally. Um, And then if everyone wants to check out, you know, my experience so far, you can head to my blog. And I think um, it's even up on HerMD's blog, I think um, so far. So make sure you guys check that out. And at the end of the podcast, we'll let you know how to um, follow up with her MD and, and read all about it as well. So, and then I have started getting quo treatments because summer summer booties are made in the winter time, right? So, <laughs> who wants to talk about what this magical quo is?
3: Oh, I think either either of us can. Both of us have been doing it. Quo is uh, for those who don't know. It's the the first non-surgical treatment to reduce cellulite, specifically in buttocks and posterior thighs, but mostly it's FDA approved for buttocks. But it's really a pretty amazing product. It's the um, collagenase is the enzyme that's used and it's for cellulite specifically. And cellulite happens when our, as we age, our skin thins. Um, The fat cells start to enlarge and they start pushing towards the top. And then those fibrous bands that hold the two upper and lower dermal layers get tightened. So it creates these little dimples, right? So the enzyme works by just going in there and breaking up those fibrous bands and then re-stimulating um, the growth of the collagen. So it's really pretty fascinating how it works. And it's such an easy treatment. Um, most people do three treatments about three weeks apart. And it's been really amazing. There's been even... a several, um, phase two clinical studies that, that have been out and their results are very impressive.
1: Yeah. I'm super excited to see mine. I've had, uh, two done so far. So, you know, and for me, you know, I'm not, you know, that self-conscious about my cellulite, but I know a lot of women are, and, you know, I will humbly be that Guinea pig for people that want to do something that's less invasive. Um, you know, less harmful than, you know, some, some underground products, but, you know, for me also, I take a lot of pictures in the line of work that I do. So, um, you know, and I'm all for, you know, anything to make you feel good, look good. I'm here for, so I'm excited to see my results. How are your results so far? Um, I, I haven't really taken like a, a real good close look at my booty, um, I should ask Rachel, <laughs> since she's seen it more than me <laughs> lately. <laughs> uh, it actually did
4: look better. We just did your second treatment, what this week?
1: Yes, yes, yep, on Monday. So the bruising, I will say, isn't as bad as the first round. Um, so I will say it's getting um, progressively better on that end. So, but I'm mm-hmm, super so. excited to see um, after. The final round how how I'll start to look
3: yes we will now definitely get you
4: your photos but the good thing about it is is there's no downtime really maybe a little bit of soreness The
1: little bruising is probably the worst
4: It lasts what did you say more than about a week it was the worst
1: yeah like a little over a little over a week um mm-hmm. but I, you know but I would say like I said like I looked at my bruising even yesterday and it wasn't as bad as like the first time so, mm-hmm. um, so I think mom, yeah, we mom, tell
3: people to expect bruising, that is definitely a thing with, yeah. you will <laughs> like expect it and, and then you're not going to be shocked by it, but it's, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive bruising.
1: Yes, it, it is. is. Impressive bruising. But the <laughs> results of oh, this
3: nice. really amazing as far as reduction of cellulite and for a 10 minute procedure that you're in and out, it's, right. it's
1: really a great option for people. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Downtown, a little bruising.
4: So this is a perfect time to do it because we're all covered up
1: anyways. Right, right. So that's why I said it's winter time for the summer booty. So I'm ready. I'll be ready. <laughs> <laughs> you will be ready.
3: Yes. Okay, I'm surprised though how many people have commented that I expected it during the bathing suit. Um time of year but so many people say that they look better in their leggings and their yoga clothes and yeah. that I was surprised by by the amount of people that were so happy about just having with, with clothes how much better they looked and felt
4: that's true leggings are definitely still in and you're right
1: it shows everything so oh so it helps with even like the smoothness of your butt right oh. yeah specifically that oh well look I, I'm looking forward to it so and you
3: know more than <laughs> not it's you know a lot of people that have Cellulite, they are not, it's not a weight thing. A lot of people that right. are really, really thin have a lot of cellulite too. It's just yeah. very genetic. And it's, you know, it's really bothersome for people that work out and eat healthy and they do all the things that are right. And then right. they still have the cellulite. So it's been, it's been a great option that people
1: have been really happy about. No, yeah. And I'm sure my audience is going to be super excited to read all about it, especially when I post. <laughs> so yeah. I'm sure we're excited to see your questions. Yes. Yes. I am. I'm excited. Um, and then, you know, another treatment that we did for national Botox day, like I've been getting Botox for years. I started getting them, uh, for my migraines to help. And then I just loved the way it made my forehead look smooth. Um, and at first, you know, I was cautious of getting Botox because we hear all these horror stories about, you know, people overdoing it and then their face doesn't move. Um, or, you know, it's not for minority women. So does anyone just want to touch upon, you know, breaking down those stereotypes? And especially you don't, like, especially tell people that you don't have to get Botox in your, like, 40s and 50s. Like, you can start early for preventative care, because I think that's another, you know, myth, that you you start getting Botox when you get wrinkles.
4: Right. Absolutely. So I always tell everybody everyone's a candidate for Botox. You can do it when you're younger, in your 20s, to prevent wrinkles. You know, if you've waited until your 40s, 50s, you already have wrinkles that are there. You can do Botox to really soften those wrinkles. So I really think it's for everybody, Um, all skin types, all ethnicities, because you're right. For me, I think now the big push is to try to do it preventatively when you're young, so you don't even get the wrinkles to begin with, right? um but that doesn't mean that you can't get it if you already have wrinkles in place it's just going to help help soften that, soften them so I would say it's my favorite anti-aging product yeah. um just because it is like there's really not many contraindications to getting the treatment obviously you can't have it done if you're pregnant or breastfeeding um and there are a few other medical conditions but otherwise it's pretty pretty much everybody can get it it's a quick in-office procedure Relatively, um you know, maybe a little bit uncomfortable. Everybody's pain tolerance is a little bit different, but most of the time, you're in and out in about ten minutes, and it's just a great anti-aging tool. And I think Donna and I are both kind of on the same page as far as wanting people to look as natural as possible and just kind of enhancing their natural beauty and preventing, you know, again, the anti-aging process. So both of us are pretty conservative um with Botox. I always say less is more. We can be conservative. We can always add to, right? So kind of being more on the conservative side. Um, some people come in want, wanting that frozen looks, so obviously you wanna give your patient what they want, um, but we're always looking for natural results, just kind of enhancing you. Donna, would you agree?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Every Everything she said, I completely agree with. Yeah, we always say less is more. And, and the beauty about Botox is nobody ever knows that you do Botox. Like nobody looks at you and says, I wonder if she normally has wrinkles. People just don't right. think that way. They're going to, they're going to wonder why you don't do it if you have wrinkles, but they never think of the other way. So I think if you do it, unless it's uneven or unsymmetrical or it's just not done correctly, but the goal always to, is to make people look just very natural make them look like that. You, you still can have some movement. You can still have animation. You can still have all those things and just look like your, you know, your organic self without the, without the wrinkles. Another point too there the demographics I, I think are h- hilarious because they're all from twenties starting to eighties starting, I um, mean there's really a, people of all ages and demographics all they all want to look their best and people are living longer and they want to live their best lives and I think it's it's a, it's great and I, I love that we have this option. I mean,
1: no, it's
3: I think here is the number one aesthetic treatment in the world and it's just it's a, it's so easy and.
1: I can see why it's definitely my favorite. Yes, my favorite too, because no one believes I'm 35. So <laughs> I'll leave that to good jeans and drinking my water and Botox. So, <laughs> and I think also with Botox, you know, it adds to you know um, good skincare because you know the days where I don't want to wear makeup, I feel like you know Botox and, and good skincare makes me just naturally glow. I don't know if you ladies would agree, you know? Oh, just, of
3: course. Yeah, no, I think definitely. that's that's the br- the biggest compliment people get. They come back, they say, "No one ever knows that I have it." They always say, "Oh, your skin looks good," or "You look like right. you're well rested," or "Yes, yes, it's
1: refresh.
3: <laughs> refreshed, refreshed." Right. Yeah. And also, yeah. I mean, it's good. There's therapeutic Botox too. Like, you, like to your point, you were saying you do it for migraines, and people are doing it for you know, TMJ and
1: hyperhidrosis,
3: the sweating and yes. pelvic floor. And there's just so many great treatment options that we can use it and are using it for.
1: Yes, and everyone can get it. Everyone, ladies, everyone, even men. Men can get Brotop. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The men are loving yeah. it these days. Yes, yeah, so don't think it's just for us. Beauty tip. <laughs> all right so I like to end my segment by asking this question you know what three beauty products can you not live without I'll start with Rachel
4: I think we know my number one I'd say Botox
1: (laughs) yeah for sure
4: um number two I'd say sunscreen because that's I always tell people that Mm -hmm. your you know Botox can be a little pricey definitely something you have to budget for sunscreen is not Sunscreen yeah. is your cheapest anti-aging tool. Everybody should be using sunscreen, so that would be my number two. Hmm. Let me see. And a good eye cream. I blame
1: that on my kids. Mm, I need yes. good
4: eye cream to look well rested, along with my botox.
1: Love it. All right. What about you, Donna? Um. Hmm. My best
3: beauty advice. I would say number one is lifestyle modifications. Like you said, drinking your water, getting plenty of water, getting, you know, good sleep hygiene, stress management, diet, all of those things contribute to our skin and how we look and how we feel. Um, but in addition, yes, yeah, sunscreen is you know, that's that's a given. Like everybody mm-hmm. has to protect your skin, protect what we have. Um, I like Latisse. I like the lashes. I'm a lash okay. girl. Okay. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, your
3: lashes. Yeah, and you yeah, know, I love filler too. I I we didn't touch on that much, but it's really great to um, like, even just a little bit of filler in the lips, just enough, just to take out the wrinkles. Not so much that yeah. you want to add huge, huge lips, but just enough to give them a little bit of volume and make them look less dehydrated. And, you know, there's so much we can do with that now the chin and the jawline and the, just, you know, everywhere. Then the neck for a little neck left, you know, it just, it's really, or the Botox for the neck lift. but there's so many things that we can do now with, with what we have. It's just really kind of fun and amazing.
1: Yes, I would definitely agree with filler. I, I love, I already have natural full lips, but I've been getting lip filler since I was, I turned 30 just because those lines you start to get and I lo- I've I loved it ever since just for a little juiciness doesn't have to be the big lips, but just a little more juiciness every year. Um, <laughs> around my birthday, well, I always tell people, you know, your lips get like anywhere else in your body gets thinner and they get
3: wrinkled as we age. Right. And adding just a little bit of volume back into them makes them look just like they did, you know, two years ago or 10 years ago. They don't have to be over the top large. And I think people, when they think lips that's lip filler, that's what they think. Right. And I always tell people for every one of those patients, there's probably a hundred patients that has it and you don't know it because it looks yes, natural and it looks, yes like it yeah. can definitely be used oh, as an anti-aging
4: tool too just to kind of again like refresh and enhance because we yeah. lose collagen and elastin certainly in our, in our 20s and that's where those little wrinkles come from those little fine lines so you can almost do it you know in a very tasteful way and just like right. Donna said just to kind of yeah. refresh rehydrate and not necessarily because people are always coming and they're like i, I want to get my lips done, but i don't want to be huge i don't want to look like a kardashian right we don't want you to look like a kardashian
3: either
4: we want you to look like
3: yourself just enhanced
1: Yes, just enhanced.
3: Well, yeah, I'm I always, super I always tell my patients if you can tell someone's had filler, it probably wasn't done correctly.
1: Yes. Yeah. Or the or the injector didn't tell them no. So you know, they over over inject it, which I, I like when people tell me no, like okay, Morgan, that's enough. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but I'm super excited to um, try some other filler. Um, I talked to Kamal, so we're gonna we're gonna do a little um, chin and cheek pop, Rachel. So I will be seeing you soon and documenting mm-hmm. that as well. Um, but ladies, thank you so much. Can you let everyone know how to um follow you, support you, book with you?
4: Yes, definitely. You can find us online. We have our website,
3: hermdhealth.com.
4: Um, you can follow us at HerMd Aesthetics on Instagram.
3: And you can right. always call our office. Our office number is 513-404-4166 and that's the best way to just, you know, speak to someone live, make an appointment, do a free consult.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Thank you ladies so much. Um I look forward to working with you more. Don I look forward to meeting you in person hopefully yeah, sooner than later. Um and you ladies have a great holiday. Right. You Thanks too. Thank me. you so much. Have a great night. All right, John, I'm going to turn it back over
0: to you. Thanks, Morgan. Well, everyone, that's it for today's show. You can find more information about today's topics and past podcast episodes at www.theconsideherald.com, the SESH newsletter, or on our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And I also want to thank Andrea for sharing her views on today's topics. Thank you so much, Andrea.
2: Oh, thank you, John. Go Bearcats.
0: Yes, go Bearcats indeed. And remember, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, YouTube, and TuneIn Radio. And in addition, make sure to check out the Ask Ashley book signing, which is happening on December 18th. Check out our social media channels for more information about that. And if you haven't checked out our Ask Ashley section, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and check it out on our website. She provides advice every week. I'm John Alexander Reese and have a good day.